So, um, so thanks for learning with me. And uh, obviously, tonight is the yard site of Rav Nassim, of Nemerov. And I think it's fair to say, I think it's fair to say that not much of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov would have come to us if not for this tzaddik. Um, Rav Nassim, I think more than anything else, is a dogma, is a model and an example of what Bittel is, Bittel to a Rebbe. Rav Nassim's own biography, uh, Rav Nassim's own biography teaches this to us as well. Um, coming from where he did and connecting to Rabbi Nachman to the level that he did and suffering for his connection to Rabbi Nachman the way he did and bringing us the Ksav Rabbi Nachman, which you have to remember for a long time was not as accepted and not as learned and not as popular as it is now. And that uh, the Ksavim of Rabbi Nachman were very hard to find and the Hasidim of Rabbi Nachman were persecuted in certain respects, toiter chasidim, dead chasidim. But I think it's the force of Rabbi Nassim's bittel that allowed Rabbi Nachman's fire to continue ad bias Mashiach. The Eishali, the neshama of Rabbi Nachman that comes through in his writings is preserved by Rabbi Nassim. And we only have it in this pure sense because Rabbi Nassim was mevatel to his Rebbe and served as a conduit, as a or Alavana to the Orachama of Rabbi Nachman. So it's a really beautiful thing to be able to learn Torah on this night and uh, to, uh, to do so by remembering the tzaddik and thanking him, really. Thank you, Rabbi Nassim, for everything that you do for us and um, for giving us Rabbi Nachman. So with that being said, let's uh, learn some Orasa Torah. Uh, we could spend a long time talking about Rabbi Nassim but uh, we'll, we'll save it for another Ot Chazon Um But uh, make sure that you get to learn a little bit. Nice background, Julian. And make sure you get to learn a little bit, um, maybe Lukut Alachas tonight or, or uh, Sichas Ran and, uh, and try and connect to the soul of this tzaddik. So we're in, Pisca, we're in Parak Beis, Parak Gimel, Pisca Beis. Um, so we were talking last week about the Kavana of connecting everything. Um, the Torah's Pratim with its overarching ideas and concepts. And when we know that we learn Torah like this, so when we learn Torah, we know that all the details, the diktuke, diktukim, and the prate, pratim, that they all come from the Ribbon Shalom. When we learn Torah with that kavana, so we know that, um, that there's great things in store for the person who's lome Torah Lishma like that. And Rav Kook continues along that vein, but he also tells us the scary ramifications of what happens when somebody doesn't learn like that. So let's jump into it. All of the ideas that we talked about up to this point, I think, come together to form a kavana, an intention for when we learn Torah, consciousness for when we learn Torah. When you raise everything, when you raise those pratim up to the or hagadol, to the great light, with the clarity of intention, that when we learn a sog in Gemara and Shulchan Aruch, that we say to ourselves, very poshad, heinam divrei Hashem, these are the words of Hashem, divrei leikim chayim, and when we have that kavad metesefes, tamid yediya be'osher ha-metziya So the main thing that happens is that there is a constant increase in knowledge, a 
constant increase in understanding that life and the Torah is so deep and richly filled with the Mitzia Sa'elyon, with HaKadosh Baruch with the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch on this world, Kivyachal, the mind of HaKadosh Baruch Kivyachal. You say to yourself, when you learn Torah like this, wow, this is Torah. It really is hafachba v'hafachba dekula, but everything is in it. And it encompasses all worlds and, and everything in our world. And a person understands better, not just our world, but they understand hametzias ha'elyon. They understand the olamas ha'elyon and they understand godliness. They understand kedusha. And um, if we learn Torah in this unified sense, then how can we not, from every small sukya, from Shor, Shor, from that we understand not just damages in this world, but we understand how HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, we understand a, a new prat, a new understanding in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, of course, it's worth saying that we can't truly know HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? The Zohar HaKadosh says in Pasach Eliyahu, for example, that Leis Machshavat Fisa Beklau, that we can't fully understand the Kaddish Baruch Hu, even if we learn Torah like this, with this Kavana constantly, we're constantly Ola Baliyas Madrega, and that we constantly go from, from level to level. You still don't have uh, an opportunity to truly know God as God. Um, however, we, know, we, we learn Torah and understand God through the way that God interacts with us and interacts with the world. Now we'll say in the Shir Kavad on Shabbos, that we understand God based on His deeds and actions. And how does God want deeds and actions to be done in this world? Through the Torah. And, and through Psukim that describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and through the way that we live those Psukim, we have a better understanding. The more you know Torah, the more you know Hashem, to the extent that we can. V'cheshek avas olam v'av rabal orein sof, mispasemes be'eden achayim, so Rav Kook quotes the Pasuk from Tilim, that you look or you'll be able to peer and to, to gaze hopefully at the, at the or at the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, and, and we'll be constantly drawn, like moths to the light, we'll be constantly drawn closer to that light. Meaning the more that you toss yourself into Torah, it has the effect, the magnetic effect of drawing you back into it and drawing you closer to it. How could it not be if you seek to know God? So like filings to a magnet, the closer we get, the stronger the pull. And that is the flip side of of what happens when you don't learn Torah, that you, you leave it one day, it will leave you two days. It will move away from you. That's the way that the orientation here of the learner works with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah. He says, avas olam rabba. Let's, let's do this a little bit slower. So uh, we know, for example, Nusach Sfarad. So let me, let me just grab two Sfarim quickly. So I just want to read you something from the Chalkas Yoshua Siddur, uh, which has this Nusach, Nusach Sfarad, that has avas olam and avarabba, love of this world and a great love. And he quotes the Baal Shem Tov, uh, which appears in Toldos Yaakov Yosef. It prevents the geula when we don't have the proper kavan and avaraba, which is, of course, the bracha before Kriyashma. And the Priyatz Chaim, tells us that what's the kavana for avaraba? The kavana is that a Baruch Hu gave us the Torah. 
well, not quite, that he brought us close to our Sinai, but close enough to receive the Torah. The shim, and, and the notion over here, I think if you connect them, how do you develop an Avas Olam and an Avarabba that Rav Kook is telling us? By remembering Matan Torah, by remembering Mamad Har Sinai. Karshbachu gave us a Torah, Mimidbar Matana, this great gift in the desert, which allowed us to come close to Karshbachu and to come close to understanding Karshbachu and to understanding Karshbachu's world. And uh, this Midas Ava, how is that expressed? So, Chalkas Yeshua quotes one of his ancestors, quotes the Totus Adam, and he writes, Iker Midas Ava, who shalolav Ava Ra'achalila. Main aspect of Ava is to first get rid of bad loves. And we have plenty of bad loves. We have plenty of tainted loves, loves for things that are, love for things that, you, you know, we say we love things, but they're not necessarily reciprocal. They amuse us sometimes. But true love, you understand, is reciprocal. Love for a spouse, love for a Baruch Hu, it's not for naught that the Rambam describes love for a Baruch Hu as, as love for a spouse. So that's good love. He says, so that Ava becomes expressed through knowing Torah and knowing Halacha and knowing what to do. So that's Sof. So we become drawn towards the that endless light of a Baruch Hu. The more that we learn it, it brings us in. And then it could come into 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 this world, into this life, and that's how we could say, you know, we say that at the end of uh, the end of time, the Hanchilov of Yesh, that a Baruch Hu, I think it's Gemara in in Oksa, maybe it's towards the end that Atid Hakadosh Baruch Hu Lahanchil Shin Yud Oylamos LeTzadikim. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to give three hundred and ten worlds to Tzadikim, but it's also possible through the limit of Torah to experience Gan Eden in this world, to experience Gan Eden, which is Hainu Hainuach. It's Yedia Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's to be net. You say Tzadikim and Gan Eden are Nenemi Ziv Hashchina. So how do you experience to be Nenemi Ziv Hashchina in this world? It's when Knesses Yisrael learns Torah Lishma. He says, and that, that, that is a very powerful thing. It draws us closer and closer and closer. Rashi says on this pasuk, by the way, it enlightens our eyes. That's how you get, I told, uh, I think I've mentioned to a few of you, when I met, uh, I don't do well by tzaddikim, but when I met um, Yaakov Meir Shechter, so I had like read in like art scroll books, you know, the rabbi's face shines. You know, okay, you know, that's nice. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu, we know the Torah says, Karnor Panov, because he was so close, right? Hiiru Panov. That's, how, that's why Rashi is commenting that over here. Hiiru Panov, his, his, his whole face, his whole countenance, he had to cover himself with the masve, right? Because he was shining light. That's like a physical manifestation of what it means to be following this light so deeply, to be following this light in, in such an intense way. And... And uh, I want to quote to you um, something beautiful, right? That uh, before I do that, so Eden Achai means a tzaddik can experience Gan Eden in this world. Or better, or better put, a tzaddik won't experience this world and experiences truth, which is Olam Haba. A tzaddik doesn't have to feel the pain in this world, they can feel the Eden Hachayim. So what, ha- what kind of love are we talking about? So if you look in Midas Raya, Midas Raya appears in the Chamishia. If you look in Midas Raya, Erech faith, in Ostalit, listen to this very short uh, pisco over here. I know you guys might not have it in front of you. Rav Kook says, Somebody who has truth faith and, and it manifests in them in a pure way, 
What's the net effect on that? To love everything in Hashem's world below Shum Shir Klav, without leaving anything out, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world is all HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, even the nasty parts, and the Torah deals with them also. And all this person is interested in is raising everything else. This was the Nedava that Rav Kook is going to mention in the next Pesca, that you have a Ruach Nedava, you have a desire to be a Nediv, you have a desire to bring other things to this light also. Right? Hey, other moths, come closer to this light, I found the light. Or other filings, once the first file goes up, it, it pulls the other pieces with its own magnetism. It forms like a, a connection, a chibur. That's, that's how a tzaddik works. And Rukuk says that the manifestation, this is love. That's why I always thought sometimes, if you're like trying to understand, if you're trying to understand or, or to, to learn from a Rava Malach, I would say like the most mechur trait is like if the rabbi, I don't know, if the rabbi is angry and hateful and, 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 and filled, with, um, filled with negativity, there are tzaddikim like this. But, but I would say that according to Rav Kook's description here, we should be looking for a tzaddik that loves, a tzaddik that's filled with love. Vibitu loves, so that's the cheshek avasol and vavarabba that comes from this deep emunah, from this deep learning Torah with emunah. Let's move. Now Rav Kook goes scary. And he tells us what happens on the flip side. So this is all what happens with the kavanah, which is really nice, right? Then Rav Kook says, When you remove that yidiya, when you remove that knowledge, when you remove this concept and this understanding, So the sky is darkened. What Rav Kook is describing is when you remove this understanding, when you remove this idea, when you don't learn, or you don't learn like this, as we shall see. So our connection to above becomes more obscured, more masachim, more, more dvarim hamavdil, and more separations start to exist between us and the Kajbachu to see the skies, to see the heavens, right? To see the Eden Achaim. Vehod nefach ledava. And he quotes over here from the Zohar, right? We know that the Osios can change. I talked in the Ritzadok Shir about Yakar turning into Keri. So Hod, so Midas Ahod, turns into davel efes meduldo. It becomes this hanging limb, lifeless, sad, right? Libi alai dava, which is what we say in Eicha, right? A, a depression, a depressing of life force. Vaziko kakshmi And I wasn't just using the magnetism metaphor for nothing, the zikuk, the, the, the need for us, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Kiviyachu, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for us, Hazikah Kashmimi, our connection to Shamayim, that which draws us above, Hadarish is Tafkido Bechazaka, that always is going to be there. That's why when you move away from God, you will feel that void, you will feel that emptiness, you will feel that lack, because within us, our nefesh, our neshama, is still desires, is still that magnet. There's just something blocking it now. That can't be covered over. That's still, that's still searching for HaKadosh Baruch That still wants to connect. So it has totally deleterious effects that it, it, it damages the Tzalem Elokim. It damages the advantage we have. So that's Yisron HaAdam in Ambehema. So we could say Ayin, it's nothing. Or we could say Yisron HaAdam in Behema is Torah. Is, is the ability to connect to the divine, which an animal can't do. Mechaz or and our wisdom and our, our, our intellects, 
become darkened and become blunted. So it's the exact opposite effect. And, and everything in this world starts to become um, more deeply ensconced in darkness. Now, I think this is obviously a reciprocal effect because if our learning of Torah is meant to bring everything towards the light, then leaving Torah starts to allow those things to fall apart and to fall back into darkness. That's what Rav Kook is describing over here. We, we lose the anchor. We lose the, cent, the, the centralizing, unifying ideal that Rav Kook was describing before, and, and things fall apart. And because Rav Kook says, no matter what you do, you're still going to feel that pull. However, however deep within you, you're still going to feel that pull within you, and you're still going to feel that desire which is not going to leave you, because our desire to connect to the root of where we came from, from the place that we were hewn from, the place that our soul came from, because that's a davar muchroch, because that must happen, and that it's within us, and it continues, and it doesn't stop for a moment, so the net effect for the world is from this rifyon yadayim, from this hesachadas, from removing ourselves from these kavanas, removing ourselves from learning this way. So things start to dry up, right? The in Torah lamayim. So things start to dry up and things start to become lifeless, and the and the flow of life into this world starts to become stopped up. It's worth making a, a quick diak over here before we finish this keta. Right? Rav Kook writes over here, Min Torah de la Eila. Remember, we said in the last piska the difference between Torah de la Eila and Torah de la Tata. Rav Kook is not just talking about not learning. It's possible for a person to learn a lot of Torah and to not have, to not have this feeling and, and for this hasachadas to occur while you're learning Torah, as we mentioned. Rav Kook says, you have to add this important caveat of Torah de la Eila because Rav Kook says, Rav Kook says that this, this extra word over here Torah Dilela says, you could be learning Torah and you could still have this Hesachadas. It's about the idea of, of, of Torah Dilela, the Torah of bringing everything, of bringing all the Prate Pratim, every Sogya and every Sif in Shulchan Aruch, and understanding that that was Nitna Min Baruch Hu Sinai and that's Dvar Hashem. And that's Divrei Eloikim Chaim. So it's not enough to just learn Torah. Plenty of people learn Torah. But you, you can't have Hesachadas. You have to learn Torah this Kavan as well. Finishing the Keta. However, that's not the end all be all. A person, even if they've found themselves with tremendous hasachadas, and they've left Torah, and, they've certain, and, they have, and they certainly don't have this kavana when they learn Torah. So a person that does that, You could do tshuva with this idea in mind. What do I want? What am I working for in tshuva? So I'm working for all the things that we desired above. To be, drawn towards, to be drawn towards God, like moth to the light. To have a cheshek avasolim and avaraba. To have a deep love and a deep desire to see the world improve and the world come closer to the orein sof. To have eid and achayim. So that's true velyona. That's what I'm looking for in that kind of true. That's thought out and that's done right. And that's why the process of tshuva begins with learning Torah as well. That's filled with an atzilus, that's filled with a closeness to the realms of Akadosh Baruch, to where, to where the Shekhinah resides. 
He quotes the Pasuk over here, V'chayol l'mnata b'seicheinu. V'chayol l'mnata b'seicheinu z'utara shabal peh. That God gave us within us, that by giving us the Torah and by this being the Moreshes, through covenant of every Jewish person, so Chai Olam was not, was planted, eternal life, Eden Achayim was planted within us, and Zu Torah Peh. Rav Kook is quoting over here, one second, let me finish it, So a few words on this. Chai Olam Natu B'Seicheinu. So in the tour, or Achayim, it's Pasakin Kohelas. Chai Olam Natu B'Seicheinu. So in, in the, in the, uh, in the tour, it's written, it says, Bracha Achrona, in Birchus the final Bracha, Asher Nasla Nutoras Emes, gave us the true Torah, Zutorah Shabbachsav, Vechayolam Natabaseichenu, the Torah says, Zutorah Shabbachalpeh. That, that, that the Torah Shabbachalpeh that was given to us, the Torah Shabbachalpeh that we make contributions to, as Rav Kook outlined in the beginning, that's the Torah that comes from within the Jewish people, from within our neshamas, through through learning HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah like this, and this is the expansion of Torah that we connect to. And this language over here, that when you do tshuva like this, and then you uh, elevate the Torah in all of its levels, what is the klil tiferes that Rav Kook is talking about over here? So Rav Kook Rav Kook quotes the Gemara in Mesechah Shabbos, Daf Yod. Sorry, in Mesechah Brachos, Daf Nun Ches. Tanim Ishmeid the Rabbi Akiva was taught in the name of Rabbi Akiva. Lecha Hashem Agdula, Zukrias Yamsuf, Veha Givura. This is a pasuk from Divrei Yamim, right? Lecha Hashem Agdula, Vagvura, Vatiferes, Vanetzach, Vahod. So Rabbi Akiva says, Lecha Hashem Agdula is a Kriyas Yamsuf. To God is the greatness, that's the Kriyas Yansav. Vehagivura zumakas pechoros. So the strength of God is makas pechoros. Vetiferes zumatan Torah. Tiferes is immediately associated, splendor in English, is immediately associated with the giving of the Torah, the crown, right? We say the Malachim came down in Matan Torah and they tied two crowns, they fixed two crowns to the head of every Jew, including us. One keneged nasek, one keneged nishma. That's the klil tiferes. That's this crown of splendor. Ha-tiferes zu matan Torah. That happened at matan Torah. Va-netzach zu Yerushalayim. Va-hot zu Beis And the Marsha says, Va-tiferes. Right? Why is it tiferes? Why is tiferes Torah? Ha-tiferes zu matan Torah. Shehi l'shem l'tiferes kimasha kosov ki chachmasim v'inaskan le'ene ha'amin. Marsha connects us with saying that the Torah, besides being what sustains the Jewish people and what's kept us, it's because of the constant draw, this cheshek, avas olam v'avarabla sof, this draw of Torah, what Torah does to Jewish people, what Torah does to tzaddikim, the people have learned lishma. That's, that's, that's what's, that's, for that we've merited our kiyum, for that we've merited the klil tiferes, and for that we will also be able to merit the mirz Hashem, the netzach, Yerushalayim, and the hod of the Beis HaMikdash. So, Rav Kook over here does this, not a 180, Rav goes full circle. He talks about, finally, the notion of what happens to a person when they learn Torah like this and, and, and the, the full net effect of learning Torah Lishma and, and the idea of connecting Torah Lilatat and Torah Lila, of putting everything back up to the general idea, the general light. And Rav Kook connects that at the end and he says that there's Hesachadah sometimes, what happens when we move away from it. So it's obviously the opposite, spiritual tnuah. And then at the end, he reminds us that 
It's never going to be taken away from us. That we always have the ability to tshuva, to return ourselves to Torah. Right? To return to God and to God's Torah. Because God has planted this within us for chai olam, for life. So we'll, uh, we'll pause here. We'll pause here.